All right, Brian. Uh, so I know we promised this in the last episode uh, and, and a, a sort of expansion from some of our, our takeaways from the first week and a half of practice. Uh, I want to talk about where we think some of these starting competitions are heading because we did an episode about that where we're just discussing, you know, where the starting position battles were on the football field. And I think we knew, obviously, we've already referenced this one a little bit. So we'll dive into this one first. Left guard was the spot where, where we really had to find out who was going to win this job. And if you're just talking about who has looked better on the football field, shouldn't this competition be over at this point? This should be Tyler Smith's job. It should be, but uh, they're going to they're going to find a way to keep uh, Connor McGovern engaged. They used him again at the fullback role. We saw Farniak get some work at the fullback role as well today. Yes. They're down. Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Ryan, all their fullback, no, their fullback is down. Yep. So they're having some problems there with they're trying to run their offensive packages. So yeah, it's uh, it's clear to me, uh, it's clear to guys and gals that are watching practice that Tyler Smith is a better player right now than Conor Mc, uh, Conor McGregor. Conor McGovern. Conor McGovern. Why did I say Conor McGregor? I knew that was <laughs> UFC. I know I was going to champ. Do that. Yeah, but Conor McGovern. So I, I don't quite understand uh, that. But there's been other things on this team that will go through that I don't understand as well either. And so. As a guy who worked in a front office, you know it, it that that part of it's a, a little gray to me right now. I, I, I realize I'm asking you essentially to speculate, but but when you look at just having been around football teams and, and you've seen the way certain coaching staffs like to delegate and make these sorts of decisions, would you say the fact that Connor McGovern is getting these first team reps, maybe it's a collaborative decision, but would you say the driving force behind a decision like that would typically be the head coach, the offensive coordinator, or the offensive line coach? I think this is probably what's okay. What's surprising, and I'm going to try and answer your question yeah. as quickly as I can. There, you talk to people within the personnel department, and they would tell you that going in, Connor, Connor McGovern was not a big, the, Joe Fibble was not a fan of Connor McGovern. Uh-huh. He wasn't a fan of him at all. And the scouts had some fight. There was some fight, some friction between all that. And, then he got to play, and then he's removed. And then all of a sudden, as a scout, you're going to like, well, we tried. Yeah. We tried there. We we missed on that one. You know, he, again, he had a second-round grade, high second-round grade when they drafted him. So there's a lot of guys that liked him. But Joe Philbin didn't select this guy. This not Joe Philbin's guy. Yeah. So with that being said, and I know people I, – I hate, people hate when I do that, but I'm going to say <laughs> that the – it's one of the great mysteries. I, I keep using that term, but uh, because I wonder what happened in the off season that made Joe Philbin switch to, okay, Conor McGovern, we need to play him. We need to play him more. I mean, I'm, I'm on, um, I'm does, on, does that potentially speak to maybe then it is Kellen who's driving that? I don't, I don't because think Kellen was here. I think, Dan, I think, all right, this is what I think. Yeah. I think Dan Quinn, when Dan Quinn wants a player or wants somebody to play, Dan Quinn just does it. Dan Quinn went out yeah. and got Anthony Barr. Yep. He went out and got Anthony Barr. It, you know, and and they didn't need they didn't need him. They yeah. went out and got he went out and got Anthony Barr. George Edward went out and got Kellen Moore. To me, is not the type of guy that's going to beat the table for a player. Yeah, he's just not. He's not going to offend the scouting department and call them names and and all that. So this to me is very much a Joe Philbin. Uh, Move and I and I don't know what all of a sudden maybe Joe Philbin's like. Man, the scouts might be right. 
Philbin, with the help of Jeff Blasco. Yeah. Well, one, Jeff Blasco, their assistant offensive line coach, is one of the most involved second assistant yeah. coaches at a yeah. position in the NFL. He is right up front. Yeah. He is one of the loudest coaches on the football field. You hear him throughout the practice. He's spent a lot of time with Tyler Smith. So one of my theories here is that Tyler Smith, I, I think I, I've told you this before. I, I think mm-hmm. it was before we were on the podcast. Tyler Smith is, it was not necessarily thought to be – he's not going to be a super advanced rookie right away. He's going to take some time to, to build up and get to what he is. But I think he was a litmus test for the coaching staff. Like, hey, somebody's getting it out of this kid because he's got the talent. You right. show me if you can do it or we'll have the next team do it. So I kind of wonder if if the – Philbin, who a lot of people Boy, that's a, that's a big back. gamble for somebody to first round pick, though. Well, but, but second round area. Well, and I, I think the Cowboys think it's somebody's getting out of it. We know coach, a coaching staff should be able to get it out of them. So if you don't, well, the defensive coaches do, right? You can't, so, so except I, for Kelvin Joseph, right? Now. I, I wonder if if that's just some timidity from Joe Philbin and the offensive line coach stuff. Like, hey, look, we were lucky to be here this year. If this kid is going to be a big grade of ours, we need to just bring this along until we're confident and we're not just going to throw them out there. And so I, I kind of wonder if that's what's at play there. Yeah. Um, we talked about the, the – coming into this, we talked about wide receiver three being a competition, <laughs> and we're talking about James Washington and Jalen Tolbert, that they were going to start the year as starters, and then when Gallup came back, we'd see which one of them were picked as wide receiver three. Um, J- James Washington obviously hurt now. The Jones fracture out six to ten weeks, probably on the further side of that at ten weeks. Um and, and talk, talking to some people now that they've lost him, it sure sounds like that wasn't even going to be as much of a competition. What? It sounded like they were pretty set on Tolbert was going to be yeah. the guy. But now now you definitely have, until Gallup gets back, it's even more wide open as to who's that third receiver. So far we've seen a lot of Dennis Houston, yeah. the rookie out of Western Illinois. We've seen uh, TJ Vasher have a great camp. Simi Fajoko, Noah Brown. I guess it's those four, if they don't go out and get somebody, that are in competition for wide receiver three. So, so who do you think has looked the best? Who would you give an edge to as if they don't go make an addition, who is starting alongside Tolbert and and Lamb or, or taking the majority of those snaps in that game? Noah Brown. Yeah. Noah Brown's been the one. I mean, Noah Brown's the one. Noah Brown might be the Noah Brown might be the the way he's practiced. You know, if you say Anthony Brown has I felt like I think Anthony Brown has been the best player in camp. Yeah. Does that sound possibly. crazy? But but Noah Brown, from what he's done. Every day he makes a play. Every single day he makes one or two plays that you're going, wow, that's pretty impressive right there by the guy. I, I'll say this. I this the thing with Tolbert, I think that he's had a couple of good days. Was better today than the other. Better today than the other. Yeah. And the other Pratted practice, I didn't think he was good. No. And but at the wide receiver spot, you know, when you look at Vasher, last night I'm visiting with people. And they're telling me, like, you guys are making way too big of a deal of this James Washington loss. Yeah. You're making way too big of a deal of it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You guys brought James Washington in for what reason? Was he the bridge to get to, you know, was it the bridge to get to Gallup, you know? And I'm just kind of getting that vibe that, like, well, we'll wait and see. Maybe Gallup is going to be further along here than what's happened. They're, they're not worried as much because they probably feel like that Gallup is not going to go on PUP. That maybe that Gallup misses the first game and we'll see what happens in the second. Yeah, because he, he's – I mean, I think Gallup himself basically ruled himself out for game He one. did, and but that's what I'm saying. I kind of feel like that because people are coming up to me and going, you guys are making way too big of a deal about James yeah, Washington. Yeah, And I'm going, well, 
wait a minute now. You guys brought him in. Like I said, you brought him in. And I, I just I couldn't get them to tell me, like, okay, well, does that mean that, that Michael Gallup is only going to miss the Tampa Bay game? If that's the case, then, yeah, I, should, I probably made too big of a deal about going out and trying to get another wide receiver. But if you're, you know, the difference between this and what happened when they went receiver by committee, they have a legitimate one receiver yes. in CD line. Yes, they and do. And back then when they did that, when they traded for Amari Cooper, they didn't have a legitimate one receiver. I think when Gallup returns, and if Tolbert is what I think he can be as a rookie, I think there's an argument to be made that Tolbert, Gallup, and Lamb are better than any receiver they had at the start of that season. Gallup was on that, but he was a rookie, and it was Hearns and Deontay Thompson. It was an awful receiver group. Yeah. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting. That, it, my question for you, I guess, and again, I'm asking you to speculate. I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. Noah Brown. You said Noah Brown. I think Noah Brown. I think Noah Brown. Is Game gone. one, Noah Brown will be the third receiver. Again. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Just because unless unless Noah Brown pees down his leg in these preseason games and, he, and stuff like that, I mean, he's had great practices. Noah Brown is one of these guys that always shows up in practice. And then when you get in the games, it's all of a sudden, oh, well, here comes Cedric Wilson. And the scouts told me, they're like, Broadus, watch this Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. And, and then on my show on the, on, on the G-Bag Nation on, on 105.3 The Fan, I was saying, hey, Cedric Wilson, Cedric Wilson. And, and everybody on the show was like, get out of here. Cedric, get out of here. No Cedric Wilson. Get out of here. Yeah. So maybe Noah Brown will be this guy. We'll see. Yeah, and and I guess the the follow up question there, and again, it's it's speculative, I know, but what what would you think the the reasoning would be behind? Because Noah Brown has clearly been the better one. Yeah. He's been with Dak for six years now, yeah. um, and and he he's the veteran. He's he's you know been the best of the receivers practicing. I think you're right. I think he's likely to be the third one. What do you think the thinking is then behind like Houston, Dennis Houston getting all these first team reps? Is that just a well, we know it's going to be Noah Brown, so let's see what we have in this kid. Yeah. What is that? I think it. I think they're looking at Houston as a possible. I remember a player, and you might remember the player too, Lance Lenore. Yep. And they gave Lance Lenore every single shot, and they even let him return punts in a game against the Rams. It was Dak's first uh, preseason game in 2016. Lance Lenore, oddly enough, also went to Western Illinois, yeah. like Dennis Houston. So, <laughs> yeah, they gave Lance Lenore every opportunity, every opportunity. And then he peed down his leg, and then he was on practice squads and stuff like that. They're giving this. They're they're putting a lot on on Houston's plate. I'm not seeing what I'm seeing with the others. No. You know, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing Vasher make plays. I'm seeing Noah Brown Fajoko. make plays. Fahoko. Brandon Smith has made more plays. Brandon Smith making plays, but they but they they tell us that. You earn these reps with Dak. You earn them. And, I, I, man, I think this might be a guy that they had a really good college report about, probably was on their board as a draftable player, and they're trying to give him every bit of opportunity to either make the team or cut himself. You remember we talked about Tolbert and uh, Turpin were catching punts the other day. Yeah. Today it was Houston and Turpin. So See, Houston trying, first team and try, he's getting the punts back. They're, they're, well, they're trying. They're trying to find a spot for him. I, I think that's what. Boy, doing. and again, Tolbert when since the pads maybe have come he'll on, show up these games. Tolbert, I thought he was a little anonymous since the pads have come yeah. on. Um, but just as a quick sidebar, since I mentioned the punt thing, I thought it was really interesting today. The special teams coaches were reaming Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. Uh, Tolbert was running down the field. He was supposed to be. It was a drill where he was supposed to be blocking for Kevontae Turpin, and the the special teams coach was just screaming at him well, for losing the point of attack and said, "You're going to get Turp killed like that." Well, see, that's another thing, too. You talk about special teams coach, and this is Bones Fossil. 
once we had the field goal period where, uh, you know, where the, the, the two kickers went at it and there were some misses, there were some makes and all. So they go down the other end of the field and they start kicking more field goals. Bones Fossil doesn't go to be referee man and hang out and watch practice. Bones Fossil was at the other end of the field because I guarantee I said this on my radio show again today. I said there's going to be a meeting where Bones Fossil is going to have to answer to Jerry and Steven and Will about what's going on with these kickers. Yeah. And it used to be like, okay, kickers, go handle, go handle your business. Bones Fossil, after the period, went down with the kickers. I watched uh, Garibay miss a field goal was left. He turned around. Bones is walking up to him, talking to him about something. But you get the special teams coach that's now down there paying attention because, trust me, I've been in those personnel meetings with Jerry Jones. He's going to ask whoever's responsible for the position what they need to do. Yeah, and not just uh, Bones. You know, we talked about this earlier today on, on 105 for the Fan. Mike McCarthy is standing over yeah. every single one of these kicking yeah. sessions just focusing on that. And that's not how he typically watches practice. I know that took us off the path. No, no, no. no just, it you started talking about coaches getting involved in practice and doing it, – It did not take us off the path because that's the next uh, uh, competition we can talk about here. Uh, Brian, uh, we got Liram Hyralahu and Jonathan Garibay. Uh, Garibay rough again today, yeah. four for eight. He has been about a 50% kicker since he's been here. Hyralahu more accurate, struggled on Tuesday, I believe it was. Yeah. More accurate, but just doesn't – I don't know that his range is even up to 50, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, right now I'd say it leans Hyralahu, but do you think the kicker's on the roster right now? I don't think so. I Ugh. said Hyralahu earlier, you know, when we had one of our first show, who was yeah. going to be the kicker. And I honestly, if they go with one or the other of these two, I think there's going to be a lot of nervousness going into that first game against Tampa. Maybe I'll be wrong about that. I personally don't think the kicker's on this roster. And again, I, I asked the question of the when we did our mailbag segment about, the, and I can't remember the gentleman's name who asked the question, but I thought it was an excellent question, about would you rather have Jake Ferguson now? Yeah. Or have Cade York. Cade York. Yeah. And everybody's kind of like, ooh, that yeah. kind of, ooh, excellent questions. Keep the questions coming their way. By yeah, way. absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. I, I was talking to John Machota from The Athletic earlier today. And I was like, man, if you could just give me Garibay's power yeah. with, with Hyra Law, who's actually, you'd have a good cook. You'd have a good, good kicker. kicker yeah. Because the thing is that Hyra Law is pushing everything to the left. It's, yeah. it's a booming leg. It could make things from 60 yards, I feel like, when it's accurate. It's just it's it's not always completely accurate. Not, a, not at all. You're listening to the Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.